You guys made it. Here tonight, that is. So proud of you all. And to the the end of this journey, for many of you, different lengths of years and different challenges along the way, but here we all are. And here we are all gathered here today, friends and families and members of our congregation, to celebrate alongside you on this, the day of your graduation. And so welcome, welcome to all the family and friends who have come today. It's a joy to have you join us this evening to be part of our Trinity family, and it's a joy to be able to celebrate alongside you and your friends and your family. A few years ago, I had a group of students I was working with, not here, and they invited me to come and speak at their graduation. And so I did. And at the end, there was a woman. She was being very kind to me. She, she was telling me how much she appreciated my speech. And at the end, she said, you know, it was nice, but it, it wasn't much of a graduation speech. It was more like a sermon. Well... That's what you're going to get tonight. You're going to get more like a sermon. Uh, because graduation speeches can talk a lot about how great you are and how awesome you are and how wonderful you are. And that's part of it, sure. But tonight, I don't want to direct all of our focus on you, even though it is your night, but towards someone who has been with you along this whole journey. And with all of us along our own journeys of faith, because at the end of the day, we're all on that journey. We're all at different points, different stops. That's our Lord Jesus. That's the answer. You guys made it through eighth grade. You know the answer is always Jesus. So you made it this far doing that. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about him because there's not much else to say. There's not much else we need to speak of. Your class verse, Emily Van Lucian is going to share it in a little bit. But your class verse talks about unity we have in Christ. The unity we have in God. But even if you listen to the other readings, we, we have this idea of unity. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes about this body of Christ that is the church. The, the sons and daughters of God who are united together in purpose and mission and life. And the church is made up of many members, just like our bodies are made up of many members. But it's one body. Every member is unique. Every member is special and important. Every member given a purpose in Jesus Christ. Every part is essential to the whole. This is why it hurts so much when an individual is removed from that community, either by tragedy or one's willingness to remove themselves. I'm sure we've all felt that pain in our own communities, in your circles of friends or family over the year, when when hurt and pain come in and there's division and there's brokenness, and we feel that pain so intensely. But how much greater is the pain when we're removed from the body of Christ, when one of our members are no longer there, like losing a limb? And so you've been pulled into a community of faith, And we all belong to communities of of different sorts. And I find it fascinating that humans desire community. Even sometimes we want to be alone and we try to seclude ourselves, but we always go back to community. We always go back to others. And I think the reason we desire to be united to each other is because it's speaking to a deeper human longing we have, and that's to be united with God. We desire union and community, communion with God. We desire to be united with him forever. 
To Jesus, the vine, we are the branches to bear fruit, to be united to his life, to his death, to his resurrection. Because when we're united to him, we receive the fullness of joy and peace and hope and mercy and and love and acceptance. And that's what we seek for in community, but it's what we ultimately find in Jesus. And that's what the faith teaches us. That the love of God, the love God has for us, and his desire for us to be in communion with him, is so that he can pour that life into us eternally. Your class, and Emily will share this better than I will in a moment, but your class is saying that we want to be united together, even as Jesus is united to us. And that's a powerful proclamation. Now, sometimes we say that, and sometimes it's real, and it's like, wow, that's awesome. And and sometimes it's not, right? Your church, your, your class is united, but sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're broken. Sometimes there's fracturing in our community. Some have gone and others have come in. Words have been spoken, actions taken even against each other that has caused pain and required forgiveness for healing. And this is the rhythm of our life, but again, it speaks to the life we have in Jesus. This repentance and forgiveness, this constant healing of the fracture we feel. It's not about having it all together. It's not about knowing all the answers. It's about knowing how much we need a Savior, how much we need Christ. Jesus came to heal the wounds of sin and division. He didn't wait until you had it figured out. He came to make you whole when things were being torn apart. He came to bind up that which is broken. And again, not in the worthy, not in those who have it figured out, but for all. For all of us. Too often we become our own problem, though. We get in the way. The gospel reading today, I'm sure it's familiar with most people. If you're in church or not, even you've heard this, I'm sure, about let the little children come. Jesus says, let the little children come. And even lifts up the faith of these children. When Jesus tells the little children to come, I, I love the disciples' response. They're annoyed. They don't get it. Why would you waste your time with kids? Or for lack of a better term, why would you waste your time with middle schoolers? I don't know. Your teachers probably ask themselves that question every day. Why why spend time on youth? Why? They don't get it. They're rebellious. They're just, ugh. No. No, you know why? Yeah, I'm not talking about you. It's the other youth. Uh, You know why Jesus does this? Because sometimes when we become adults, we think we're so wise and so smart and so important that we start believing a lie that we've done it all ourselves. Everyone needs Jesus. Yes, even children, even youth need Jesus. The disciples didn't see Jesus, uh, the children, as important. And Jesus doesn't recognize the distinction. He sees us all as his children in need of life and healing. So even all of us who are gathered today, no matter our age, some of us young, some of us less young, we need Jesus. And he came to us and he welcomes us into his arms. But Jesus also did this because children are more open to receiving the gift. The older we get, we get more full of pride, just like the disciples, we get more full of this 
idea of self-importance. And we try so hard to save ourselves, or at the very least, try to hold it together with some semblance of sanity that we forget who gave us all of it. We lose the joy that children have and cynicism. My fear for all of you, all of us gathered here tonight, my fear for us is that we become too important for Jesus, or at least we think we are too important for Jesus, that we're too self-sufficient, too accomplished, too awesome for the Savior of the world to spend time with us or need to spend time with us. And so we disconnect ourselves from community and we enter into other communities, but they don't offer what Jesus offers to us today, what Jesus offered his children, those children on that day. And even to us here this day, the kingdom of God. He offers us the kingdom of God. And so often we think to ourselves, what is an invisible thing? Of what value is it? It's of infinite value, eternal value. And it is not invisible and unattainable like we so often think about it. It is the precise act of Jesus coming down from heaven to earth to take on flesh for us, to die on the cross of Calvary, to lay down his life and to take it back up so we too may be risen back to life. That's the gift. Today you are going to get a piece of paper. In four more years, hopefully, You're going to get a piece of paper. And some of you, four years beyond or even more beyond that, are going to get another one or two or maybe even three pieces of paper beyond that. And they're all going to tell you how awesome you are. But the Lord has given you a whole book dedicated to telling you how loved you are. And that is more important. Infinitely more important. Do not exchange the kingdom of God for a silly piece of paper. It's paper. So today we celebrate with you, but don't forget Jesus. And maybe that's a message for all of us. Don't forget Jesus. Don't forget the healing you've received that you've united, has united you in forgiveness and life. Today we celebrate that union he has with you more than anything else. Tonight we celebrate not that you become puffed up and arrogant, but that you receive life from Jesus as a small child, even though you're in eighth grade now and going on into high school. We don't graduate from our faith any more than we graduate from breathing. We keep growing. So grow. Grow in the Spirit. Conform to the image of the Son. Submit to the will of the Father. I'm so grateful to see how far the love of God has taken you so far, but I know He desires even more for you. He desires His life to pour out from you. And so that's my prayer for you guys and for all of us that we continue to find our life and our union and our community in Christ and Christ alone.